3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
4: Ain't nobody liking the New Balance except Kawhi Leonard and white supremacists. That's it. You don't
5: want a pair of slavery ones? <laughs> You don't want some air (laughs) races.
4: I love that. The David Duke threes. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. Welcome to another spectacular episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep, we spelunk into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that cardi b is in fact short for cardiovascular bronchitis that's right ladies and gentlemen she is the most woke rapper of all time all she does is yell at people about politics on the internet tell people to vote promote lung health and then put her titties on the internet to shame that mean man who cheated on her she is woke she's changing the game she's inspiring women and she's making you go see your doctor thank you cardiovascular bronchitis you're doing the hard work that the rest of us are afraid to do. I am your host, Langston Kerman. I'm excited to be here as always. I have a fantastic guest today. We're going to get right into it. I don't want to sit here and, and talk bullshit to you aimlessly i'm alone if there's no guest here and my guest oh she's gonna make me feel not alone anymore she's gonna make all that loneliness leave my heart she's hilarious you know her from her amazing podcast that comes out every tuesday called scam goddess so fun give it up my guest miss lacy mosley
5: Applauses? Uh-huh. You, you know a bitch it. ain't got no applauses <laughs> in a long time because we in COVID. I can't do live shows. Well,
4: now a bitch got some applauses. Congratulations. <laughs> <Yes>. Thank
5: you. <laughs> I'm a bow. I'm a bell.
4: <laughs> you, your podcast is wonderful. I had the, the pleasure of doing it very oh, you're recently. So good. We talked a lot of shit about chaos in the world, and I'm so happy you get to bring your chaos to my side of the I'm chaos. excited
5: to have my chaos here. I will warn you, Langston, when your episode comes out, I had to bleep a lot of stuff.
4: Oh, really? (laughs) Is it because I was pushing the buttons? What, what happened? What, no. what did I do that, that took us over the edge?
5: It's not even your fault. It's my petty ass fault. When I started naming the tags of people that I was mad at.
0: Sure. <laughs>
5: so I had to bleep out their tags and then you started naming them. And so we say it a lot. It's very yeah, funny.
4: <laughs> I think anytime somebody antagonizes a person, I grew up as i I don't know how you were as a child, but I grew up as an instigator. I was very much a, a person who I didn't want to fight anybody, but... But I was very happy to see a fight break out and be like, I can't believe he said that to you. What are we going to do about this? And just see how that all plays so out. So you were so. in the
5: instigator choir. So when somebody says something fire, you were like,
4: Ooh. Oh. Are yeah. you going to take that from him? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and the key is to say it enough that they can hear you, but not loud enough that the other person who otherwise might turn against you can hear it. You know what I mean? It's a very, it's a very specific art form that I think I mastered as I, a young see, person.
5: I like that about you. I'll tell you the art form that I mastered. I was never an instigator. Mm-hmm. But if you really, like, got me mad, then, like, I would pretend like I could fight. Okay. And the one time I took it too far... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to say this? I'll say this, fuck. Okay, so... I
4: uh um, I let's be clear I'm not going to bleep it. I'm going <laughs> to leave this shit in here. So if you name names, that's no on names. you. No
5: names. No names. So in college, I accidentally stole this girl boyfriend. It was an accident.
4: Wow. It was
5: all an accident. I'm not that type, I swear, but it had happened. And so I felt bad. So she was like, this is when Twitter, like I had just gotten a Twitter. So mm-hmm. back then you had like, kind of like, you followed people that you knew mostly. So right. It was it a was, friends
4: and family app mm-hmm. for a while. And then it branched out to people who were funny or smart or right. problematic. <laughs>
5: all those things yeah this is the kevin hart dollhouse phase sure. of twitter um, give you give y'all a real landmark for when this was
4: that is sorry to cut you off but that is a fascinating moment to think that kevin hart was tweeting that just for his friends and family where he's like if my kid ever come out okay i'm gonna beat it over the air with a dollhouse then his mom was like "Her dad was like hell yes yeah, son go ahead right That's
5: It was, that was Family Reunion Twitter where you said dumb shit and you only thought your family saw it. (laughs) And so she was tweeting about me the whole time, like, oh, she's such a bitch and she's a whore and all this stuff. And I was just letting her make it because I was like, you know, this situation was foul. I got to take my lashes. Like, I'm going to just put my head down for this, Mm -hmm. right? Then she told my homeboy that she didn't plan on stopping. And at this point, she had started making Whoa. up about We gave, I gave her cancer. It was just crazy. Anyway. Whoa. Yeah. Like she Michael took-
4: Douglas style, like that somehow <laughs> <laughs> your, your vagina had given her cancer. How did that work?
5: I don't even know. And I like, it was, she was just crazy. So it got to a point where I was like, okay, this can't go on any longer. Like I was going to let her rock, but she talk about all year she going to mm-hmm. be like this. Oh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. So. I found her address because it's college. Like you just ask around, like where so and so stay at?
4: Oh, you pulled up. Okay. I pulled
5: up. <laughs> and I have the worst kind of friends because they're like you. They're the instigator. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I can't I can't let this fly. So I'm in my workout clothes and while of my homegirls, she was like, Oh, you should put some Vaseline on your face so the punches slide. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love that. I love that she's encouraging you with, with shit that we saw in 90s videos. She's just like, all right, you got to use the Vaseline and make sure you take your earrings off in front of her so that she knows you mean right, business.
5: Right, leave them on until right before you, you feel like it's going to escalate. So I went to this girl's house and waited. And so she came home with Vaseline on my face and workout clothes and cussed her out. And I told her, I was like, if you ever do this shit again, I will pop out the bushes on your ass. Like, I was, I've Christ. never gotten in a fight in my life Listen. yeah sure but i was like i will prove to this girl that i'm scary
4: <laughs> yeah 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 you know how i know you had never gotten in a fight because you put the vaseline on and then didn't fight that's not how that works <laughs> the girls that actually use vaseline they did it for you don't grease up your face to not do nothing like finish the job lacy what are we doing
5: i to do violence to people and I am not to do it to me okay I only got one face I'm trying to sell this this face as long as I can sure
4: you're doing great what a great way to start this podcast <laughs> I, I have to be honest I'm really excited to get into your conspiracy theory I too. you had a, a wonderful conspiracy theory that I think is is probably true for almost every race I, I think this is one of the first conspiracy theories we've had where like it feels like it touches every community every race every everybody sort of believes some version of this thing. We are it's the we are the conspiracy. world of conspiracy theory options. You said, "My mama told me ginger ale and crackers can cure anything."
5: And also prescription lay down. Um.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A prescribed lay down. A regular lay down ain't going to do shit for you. No. You got to have
5: somebody to tell you to go lay down. It's see, what you midday. need is to lay down. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be watching Victor Newman on Young and the Restless. And suddenly you're healed.
4: Sure. All that disease just lifts off of your body and you're free to go about your day.
5: And this actually started with my grandmother. I used to spend summers with my grandmother, which my mom had me at 21. She was in college. So she was finishing up her degree doing whatever. And when I think about it, I'm like, every summer I spent with my grandparents, I'm like, my mom was probably out here wilding because she was very (laughs) young. I'm like, this home was probably at that club. She was like studying and shit. but
4: (laughs) My mom had me at 20. I don't think my mom was wildin'. I think my mom's a little more of like a homebody conservative person. Mm -hmm. But I do distinctly remember my mother like taking me to class with her and like me sitting in the back of classrooms while she's learning and like not really processing that like, oh, this was a kid figuring out how to be a full person in front of their kid. You know what I mean?
5: Right that's exactly because when i turned 21 it stopped seeming like an older age to me i was like oh i don't know shit i'm young like i was Mm -hmm. like damn shout out to my mom for not killing me like wow (laughs) like i mean she did way more than that my mom's fantastic but i was like i don't know if i would have made it past like keep the baby alive
4: like (laughs) i got real drown a baby in a bathtub energy at 21 i gotta i gotta uh praise be to a lady who was able to do not that
5: I at least got put some pillows around the baby, and then went <laughs> to the store real quick.
4: <laughs> Give you a little fort. You good? Go ahead. Good, you, you,
0: you be all right. Right.
4: <laughs> Wait, so your grandmother subsequently spent a lot of time with you, yeah. is what I'm gathering, and in that she tells you about all these remedies.
5: Yeah, in my formative years. And it's funny because my grandma kind of indoctrinated me into, like, a death cult. I know that sounds crazy, but it's not as crazy as it sounds. It's just, like, my grandma's (laughs) energy was always, like, I'm going to die soon.
4: Oh. Which
5: is a lot when you're a child. Yeah. Um, But it was always, like, oh, well, you know, we're living in our last days. (laughs) Every day was our last days.
4: Oh, uh, that's that's a lot for a kid to be able to process.
5: <laughs> Every day was our last day. Sure. Child. And she was always like, oh, well, you know, you can sing. So, you know, I want you to sing in my funeral. And it's like, grandma, like it's Tuesday, it's 2 p.m. Like, why are we talking about this?
4: yeah okay wait so when she's talking about all this like mortality is she saying that for all of us or is she saying that specifically for her like is she like it's my last days or is it all of our last days and uh you might live a little longer than me but we all going
5: it varied like when she talked about her funeral obviously she was talking about herself but Mm -hmm. then she would also always be like we living in our last days," so we included (laughs) me so i was like we i just got here the the fuck we
4: right (laughs) 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 i haven't even tasted cavassier yet (laughs) what the fuck am i dying for already
5: (laughs) gotta taste cavassier before i die gotta pass it pass the cavassier to me Um, that's my dying wish no um so she like i remember once i have asthma but it's like seasonal Mm-hmm. and it's triggered by allergens so specifically cedar trees if i come in contact with like that certain type of tree it'll yeah. trigger my asthma and it recently happened to me last time i was on a set uh, i had to go to the hospital oh shit so when i was a kid i had this really long asthma attack and like my lungs were super tight for like days and my grandma gave me prescription lay down
1: <laughs> and
5: they gave me ginger ale and they gave me crackers and I had an asthma attack for three days before I finally went to the hospital and they had to like inject me with an EpiPen to get my lungs to open wow.
4: back up so none of the prescriptions seemed to uh, work until I don't
5: know maybe they did (laughs) you know maybe they kept me alive sure and then I made it to the hospital
4: by so by your suggestion it wasn't so much of a permanent solution as it was something that sustained you long enough to then be stabbed with an EpiPen and and...
5: (laughs) that's how I think of it because I believe in prescription ginger ale personally is Schweppes for me
4: Schweppes Um, wow mm -hmm. okay Let's talk about where you're from, because I do think ginger ale ultimately is a regional thing. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, what you're most passionate about, tends, as far as ginger ale is concerned, comes from location. And right. where are where are you from?
5: I'm from Texas. So mm-hmm. we did have Canada Dry as well. And I'll get, a, I'll get a Canada, but everybody knows that Schweppes just gets your throat. Like, nothing just gets your throat <laughs> raw like a Schweppes. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> It clears everything out.
4: I'm going to be honest. I don't like the way you say Schweppes. It it has an erotic tone to it that <laughs> that my listeners are going to find distasteful. This is a family podcast, and I don't want any of my the children it. at home. <laughs> the children at home. I hope children aren't
5: listening <laughs> to you, Langston.
4: <laughs> Them little niggas don't like the way you're saying Schweppes. I know that. Oh, I personally am a Canada dry man myself if i have to go back to ginger ale i have i've since given it up just because it's it's pure sugar it's yeah, just it nothing but syrup with like the promise of remedy i guess on the other end but i i definitely schwepp's would be my second of the of get the some, options
5: Some ginger in there there's a little ginger in there it
4: might be there might be <laughs> something you know where i don't buy into ginger ale is uh what is it verner's i that it's a no for me dog really yeah, I don't, that one. Mm-mm.
5: See, averse is okay, but you know where I'm at now in my life? Mm-hmm. Fever tree.
4: Whoa, I've never even heard of that.
5: You ain't have fever tree? Oh, okay, so no. this one really, like, this honestly, like, I feel like Schweppes was, like, over-the-counter.
4: Yep, and okay. And
5: then <laughs> fever tree is under-the-counter ginger ale, because sure. when you get that joint, first of all, it's clear. That's how you know it's real.
4: Okay.
3: And
5: at the bottom, it's like settled ginger, like... Components, because if you really juice ginger, which I used to have to do back yeah. in the day when I worked in the Hamptons, if you juice real raw ginger, at the bottom all the little sediment will start to sit. So when you see that sediment, that's how you know that's some juice ginger.
4: Okay. And it so, burns. So this Fever Tree organization is saying we're tired of being confused with these other products that may or may not have any ginger in them. Right. And so subsequently, we're gonna put some little ginger chips right at the bottom, like Goldschläger. To make it clear that this is, this is no, in fact the that sediment. pure shit. It's yeah. just
5: sediment. So if you put real ginger juice in there, there's going to be sediment. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. you get a Tylenol from the, you know, off the, you know, over the counter, like you get getting a little, what, like acetaminophen, mm-hmm. but then you get some codeine Tylenol. You know what I mean? Right. Like that hit different. So the fever tree got that codeine in it.
4: Right, it's the difference between like a Oscar Mayer hot dog and them kosher hot dogs. Them mm-hmm. other, hot, like the Oscar Mayer, it could be anything in there—hair, mm-hmm. bone, whatever—they mushed up to make a it. hot dog. But yeah. them kosher hot dogs, those are prayed over hair and bones that get mixed into the hot dogs.
5: <laughs> so you know God covering you when you eating the pig toe, <laughs> and that's what you need.
4: These are the pigs we loved. We we took care of these pigs differently
5: before we murdered them. These before pigs lived murdered. a good life. <laughs>
4: that's always a fascinating promise that they make to us is like no we really love this chicken I right. know you're gonna eat it and I know we but it but you don't want off. a
5: pig that's walking by faith
4: mm. like I
5: want my pig anointed you know what I mean
4: okay I hear you I don't give a damn how my pig prays that's just me but you know
5: I want a pig to be a bishop hey a <laughs> My pig pays ties every Sunday, okay giving all honor to God.
4: I love that good for that pig. I hope he's in heaven with other pigs doing <laughs> whatever saintly pigs do. okay, so your grandmother. Gave you this prescription of lay down, this Mm -hmm. prescription of crackers, this prescription of ginger ale. It ultimately saves you enough to make it to the hospital, get your EpiPen. Do you then move on with your life now as a practicing member of the community that believes in ginger ale and lay down? Or are you now just more skeptical about the whole thing?
5: No, I still believe. Um, mm-hmm. I, at some point, I would love to have a company that just sends out care packages, which have <laughs> ginger ale,
4: uh-huh. crackers. They have yep. to
5: be saltine.
4: I was about to say, I was going to ask you, what type of crackers are we talking about?
5: They have to be saltine. That's just, I'm a traditionalist, you know. I but I you. would send out fever tree in my care package and a pillow. Mm. Yes. Right. And then and a channel guide for what TV shows are healing, such as Paladin, which is an old Western. Never Gun heard Smoke, of it. Gunsmoke. <laughs> another old Gun
4: Western.
5: <laughs> um, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman.
4: Great show.
5: Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Young and the Restless, and Sometimes as the World Turns.
4: Wow. So you just only spent time with an old lady for the <laughs> whole of your youth. Because <laughs> those were my punishment shows. Those were like the shows... That, like, when nothing else was on, but I was fighting sleep and, like, dealing with whatever anxiety existed for a 10-year-old that I didn't know how to articulate, that's what Same. I would watch. It wasn't out of joy. I wasn't watching Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman because this was, in fact, a good thing for my 10-year-old spirit. Really?
5: No. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman taught me how to take pills. Okay. (laughs) I still take my pills the same. Okay, not like the rapper pills. That's
4: how they get you. (laughs) That's how they get you. All right. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. (laughs) This is a new conspiracy theory. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is out here promoting drug. uh, (laughs) Out here promoting drug abuse. (laughs) No. (laughs)
5: you because like i learned like when you take a pill or if you have to take a lot of pills or if mm-hmm. like vitamins are really big instead of putting the dry pills in your mouth first you fill your like you drink water you fill your mouth with water mm. and then you throw the pills in there with the water and you swallow it all at once and you don't even feel them go down
4: sure okay mm-hmm. and this all came <laughs> from dr queen medicine woman yes Well, for me, I usually watch TV for uh, strong narratives, but I love that you're using it for (laughs) self-help tips, and that's cool, too. Uh, You can
5: get a lot out of it, okay? Oh, and uh, Touched by an Angel, I have to add that, and Walker, Texas Ranger.
4: Okay, hell yeah. I love that.
5: Very healing television shows, along with your saltines and fever tree.
4: Did you ever see the episode where uh, Haley Joel Osment tells Walker, Texas Ranger, that he has AIDS? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Television has changed. I'll say that.
5: that's that's not a
4: thing that could happen anymore
5: (laughs) in quarantine i've been watching girlfriends living single the parkers Uh, um and it was like a time when black women started to really go on the rise for new hiv infections so every show has like hiv episodes and they're the most random thing it'll be like (laughs) somebody will start dating somebody and they'll be like oh i have aids or like (laughs) <laughs> this woman this woman and Joan were beefing over a wedding and cause Joan had like said the woman stole her boyfriend in college and she was like you yeah. stole my boyfriend I was supposed to be with him and she was like do you want him he gave me AIDS Holy <laughs> like, this shit.
2: really jumped
5: <laughs> like how did we get here
4: <laughs> and then it's one of the like the piano playing sad music yeah looks like we've got a serious episode on this one folks <laughs>
5: and then they do statistics at the end. They're like black women. This hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, it was helpful though. You know, I was about to say
4: maybe this is this is how we got out of that rising crisis was that, <laughs> that episode of the Parkers jokes. that <laughs> yeah black
5: sitcoms. I love to do a trans joke, and I was like, and you know what was funny? I could always tell it was about to happen, and I was like, no, don't do it, don't do
4: it. Yeah, no. yeah.
5: But you know, we the, know better now. We it's know the better.
4: hard part about I think revisiting, and I personally don't think that we have the right to revisit these. Things and then like put a big, crazy, judgmental eye on it because I think a lot of the things that we were being told to laugh at by these shows, mm-hmm. we were laughing at in real life. And so, any judgment we're placing on the television, we should probably place on ourselves and really spend that right. time analyzing why we thought it was funny at the time more than saying, like, or except how, yeah. Da- yeah, how dare you have done a thing that we all thought was really cool at the time. Like, no, we were idiots and now we're not and we should acknowledge that anyway kevin hart's my hero and i don't think he did anything (laughs) wrong i'm joking Uh, (laughs) before we go to break talk to me a little bit about why saltine crackers as a must for this remedy that you're talking about
5: so when your stomach is in a delicate place as mm-hmm. it is a lot of times when you are an invalid okay um <laughs> an invalid for y'all vocab word that means sick uh-huh. um <laughs> that's so pretentious of me like i know you guys don't know this word no um,
4: no listen but... my listeners are idiots go ahead tell them all the words <laughs> no, they don't know no, they're no. fucking fools why would they even still be listening well, to this bullshit it's also an
5: old-timey word an <laughs> it is it's word. a
4: very it's a dr quinn medicine woman <laughs> i think kind i got it place.
5: from like a Moliere play, and it just stayed in my <laughs> lexicon forever but like so when you are an invalid you know you have the delicate stomach A saltine, you know it's the closest to an air food that you can get you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's just pure starch and salt and it can coat the stomach in a way that you know not many things can, you know? Yeah. And you know, there's a reason why at church you get a wafer.
0: You know mm. what I mean?
5: Because that's bread. That's close to God. So you yeah. ingest in the bread, the body of you know, <laughs> the Christ into your body along with the ginger ale uh sure. to heal
4: you. Yeah. So you're saying that saltines are as close to God as crackers can be without yeah. any impurities or other things sort of being added to the mix
5: yes saltines are the most godly food i believe you know jesus was handing out saltines like mm. he was oprah giving out cars you sure. know the girls <laughs> the girls got loaves you know
4: look so. under your chair and they <laughs> mad as hell like this is bread i want it. what i'm this isn't gonna solve my problems jesus i wanted something better what are we doing
5: Right. It's like, Jesus, I thought you at least was going to give me some of them braided sandals. You got us hey. walking all the damn time. You got this
4: long ass, fresh ass robe on. Here I am in tattered garb. Give me some of that. You're giving me goddamn bread. Fuck you, Jesus. That's what, wow. they, that's what they said. Wow. I didn't. I'm just look, that's a scripture I read. Jesus, I, don't know.
5: I would like you to know I have nothing to do with this man, okay? I will keep eating your body, which is the saltine cracker uh-huh. and pigs that I know you are kicking it with right now. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, Jesus has turned on me, but Lacey's still in his good graces. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with more Lacey Mosley and more My Mama Told Me.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
4: And we are
0: back. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you have? You, 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 can, you do you you can You you do what you want. You want you <laughs> You could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want him to do you so much, you could do anything. Yeah,
4: we're back here with more Lazy Mosley and more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about that Kirol ginger ale, saltine crackers, and a prescribed lay down. The perfect fix to all of your Problems. Has there been a time recently where you've used that combo to get yourself out of a little bit of a sickness?
5: Yes, I have. Um, I, and this is back pre-Rona. Don't judge me. Okay. Um, I hope one of the cultural shifts will be that Americans no longer feel pride in having to go to work sick.
4: Sure. Because that was yeah. just way
5: too common. Right. We all just accepted that if flu season meant niggas was going to get the flu. Like, no, we didn't have to get the flu right. the whole time. We're just like, oh, you know flu season. No, we could just <laughs> not get the flu. Or if we get it, stay the fuck home. Why right. don't we accept that? What do you
4: want? for me I had to cough in your mouth it's flu season it's like no you could have we could have avoided this
5: absolutely so I had to work and I think it was the last I think the last commercial I think I'll ever do cuz um I don't like commercials um yeah. but you know they can bring you some coin and this one was like a national for Snickers so I was like fine I'll do it and so I go in it's a hot ass mess there's 150 extras they don't know where to put me I'm sick um I got and this is like fuck Niggas, yo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, casually seeing this guy, and we kissed. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, oh, by the way, I'm getting over a cold.
3: Now, he did say
5: it before we kissed. It's my fault. But getting over, for me, means that you're not contagious. Because if you are an adult, you know that the first three days that you get a cold, you are contagious. Yeah. So, after that, you're not. And... This fool was fully in the middle of a cold. So the next day I wake up and I was like, I have a cold now. So my stomach was just like, no girl. So I had my saltines and I had my ginger ale and I had to stand outside in like 30 degree weather and like shoot this commercial. But the saltines and the ginger ale kept me
4: upright. I got you. And this was, you did all this for Snickers, right? Wasn't that, what? Was <laughs> yes. it, did they give you guys Snickers too? Were you eating Snickers? No. Okay, great. It was
5: like, we, it was a Super Bowl commercial. We were at a hole in the middle of the woods. Uh, talk about, Christ. we was going to dig a hole and put a huge Snicker in it. And then they had a crane that like lowered a very large Snicker into a hole. That was oh, all man. graphics, but the hole was real. Sure. <laughs> so we just sang in front of a hole, Chad. But that said,
4: <laughs> the ginger ale and crackers helped you make it through what otherwise would have been just you singing and being sick in the woods. Yes, I love that. I love that that and this the
5: ginger ale really got my throat fresh. You know I felt like I had a baby throat like the throat was just on infant you know okay. like a fresh baby throat uh, cuz you know baby throats boo can they oh my god like the the screaming all the time like just, that baby throat be
4: You got you got that refurbished throat I love I did. that All right, I want to dig into some research with you because I actually think that there's a fair amount of examples Mm -hmm. of things that sort of prove exactly what you're saying, that saltine crackers and ginger ale do in fact have the potential to cure a lot more than we give them credit for. So let's start with the basics. Saltine crackers, which I'm glad that's your cracker of choice, it says that saltines help nausea because the crackers soak up Mm -hmm. irritant-causing acids in your stomach, and they're less likely to cause more nausea because they don't have a smell really that like Mm -hmm. their lack of like other ingredients their closeness to god as you put Mm -hmm. it
3: purity
4: uh, yeah their purity allows for them to not induce nausea in other ways so you're already nailing it with saltines
5: shout out to my mama
4: Shout out to your mama. Shout out to your grandma. Shout, shout out to whoever invented saltine crackers. You didn't go for flavor. You didn't go for a look. You just you knew this is a cracker of function and you just nailed it. Good for you. The cracker
5: you. is ugly as hell. Ugliest and the cracker. box is ugly as hell too. <laughs> you they didn't, didn't try it all. They said, look, these sell themselves. Put them shits in a plastic sleeve and get out of here. Like <laughs> They put
4: it down. They said. They'll know what it is. They'll know what the <laughs> fuck I got going on here.
5: Everybody doing marketing. I feel like I don't even see commercials for saltines. They're like the girls know we're here. They know what aisle we're on. Right.
4: Yeah. There used to be those crackers where they would present it as like this is the fancy cracker that you use mm-hmm. when you want to impress your guests. This is how you'll have sex with a woman if you pull out these crackers. but little red Yeah, exactly. But these the saltines was like, no, nah, motherfucker. You trying to survive? Get saltines.
5: You can also put grape jelly on them or American processed cheese. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> like,
4: I'm being told. do be the
5: recipes on the back of a wrist cracker. They'd be like peanut butter and jelly.
4: <laughs> right. Like this is groundbreaking information is, <laughs> oh, you could put uh, other stuff on this and make it less like a cracker and more like a sandwich somehow. I'm being told by my producer, Olivia, that FL Summer and Company invented saltines in 1876. They've been around since 1876.
5: Damn, so, you know, slaves made them crackers. God damn. You know, It <laughs> was over, but, oh, but, but I don't, Hold I don't on. need to-
3: so That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't need to think about the creators. I'm sure they were bad men if it's that old of a company.
4: Right. There's a reason FL Summer wanted, like, a a white box with these white crackers and a white (laughs) bag. And Like, oh, it, it turns out he's a monster, but... God damn, he he smashed them crackers. He did great. He
5: did. He made the hell out of them crackers, and I'm gonna keep eating them racist crackers.
4: And that's the thing is, we don't give racists enough credit for the good things that they do out <laughs> in the world. You know, like yeah, you're a bigot. Yeah, you're destroying the very foundation of the way that humans should function in the world. But God, you nailed these crackers, Mister Summer. Go crazy.
5: Yes, we'll give you your flowers for that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, let's talk ginger ale because ginger. Which ideally is the key ingredient in ginger ale Ideally. Ideally.
5: <laughs> we do live in America, so
4: <laughs> exactly. no guarantees. There we go. But ginger ale contains something called gingerol, which is the main bioactive compound. And gingerol has like an insane list of potential remedies that it helps with it aids digestion it reduces nausea specifically for like nausea related to like morning sickness or even chemotherapy it helps fight the flu common cold It helps with weight loss, low cholesterol, menstrual pain, chronic indigestion. It lowers your blood sugar, heart disease. It can help with certain cancers and even potentially fights off Alzheimer's.
5: Mm-hmm. it also helps with ugliness um <laughs> if you got a fuck boy you trying to get over also helps with that sip a little ginger ale stop stop texting him you know the, the possibilities are endless
4: sure now see this is where i'm gonna challenge you a little bit because what i was referring to is ginger roll right ginger all does all those good things ginger ale as many (laughs) scientists have pointed out at this point is basically just a giant sugar juice and doesn't often contain any ginger at all and therefore has no remedy to it whatsoever so all these ugly cures and fuck boy uh, preventatives that you're talking about may mm-hmm. not, in fact, be cooked into your schweps that you're so deeply uh, in love it with. It is. <laughs>
5: and you know, you've heard of placebo effects. If it, even if it ain't no ginger all in there, my body thinks it's ginger all sure. in there and it's helping me. You see what I'm saying? So it might as well be some <laughs> ginger all in there because it's still curing.
4: You. And I'm so glad you said that because a lot of the scientists and doctors who do acknowledge that ginger all is not, in fact, one of the key ingredients that's kicking around in ginger ale. Also acknowledge that because ginger ale has become synonymous with us like sort of getting remedies and treatment, they do say that the placebo effect is a valuable component in our health. That like they give it to us at hospitals, not because the shit actually works, but because we think it works and therefore we'll start to feel better because of, you know our Which own means brains. that
5: it works all right that's if one it, way of interpreting listen, it if you could if your brain is convinced that it works that means that it works
4: that,
5: if the if the, we get to the same end right just different means right but if i sip on it and i'm like "Ooh, my intestines <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> They're flourishing, you know what I mean. If I feel that and then I do flourish, then that's the same thing as if it had been a pill with you know, ginger all in it or whatever.
4: I, listen, I think you're making a valid point. I don't know that uh, I've ever out loud said my intestines are flourishing. I maybe it's a feeling that I've had more often than <laughs> I'd like to acknowledge.
5: You probably have. I mean, look, if you don't feel like your intestines are suffering, then they're probably flourishing. They're flourishing. So you know what I mean? We just get too used to it. But That's no, fair. that ginger ale is popping in your system. It's just like anything else. You know what I mean? Like, I tell people all the time on my podcast, like, it's not a lie if you believe it.
4: Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, in essence, ginger ale sort of has a, a very scam goddess energy. It is... Yes. It is getting by on its own supply and it's functioning in a way that allows for people to feel healed. So great. You're, you're killing it ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Here's some more fascinating information about ginger. In the middle ages, ginger was used as a prophylactic for the bubonic plague, that basically people were worried that the bubonic plague was being transferred sexually, and I guess they were putting little pieces of ginger on their dicks and vaginas and keeping that somehow from spreading this terrible disease that was killing everybody.
5: I heard about a lemon, but <laughs> you know, I actually mean, like,
4: would that burn? I don't know. And some people like it spicy down there, and and I I think that's important. Go crazy.
5: I don't know if it needs to be spicy down there, but at least you know back in the day they wasn't washing their asses, so you know if they put a little ginger on it, hopefully it smells a little better. Sure. I think about that all the time when I watch olden time shows, and you know it's mostly white people in them, because uh, if it's an olden time show with black people, for some reason it always has to be slavery.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like
5: you know we did have more than them three hundred years. Just FYI, yeah. <laughs> y'all, we was kings. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sure, most of us can't trace our histories back enough to know if we were, in fact, kings. But somebody was a king back then. Talk about that shit.
5: We was Kang, okay? <laughs> I was Kang. You was Kang. We was all Kang. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I always think about that when they be kissing stuff. I'm like, I know they ain't brushed their mouths. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Just like, mm, I hate a sex scene in an older time movie because I just imagine it being funky.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's no way that you were effectively cleaning any of your, your parts, including your mouth. So all of this shit was funky as shit. So maybe right. ginger was better. Maybe it just added a, a slightly more fragrant... Uh, little
5: effervescence. Yeah. We need that. Except for now, I hope it's not going to be guys out here like, what? I put a little ginger on. Like, no, that's not a condom. That's not a condom. Don't start going to Whole Foods, y'all, and trying to thinly slice ginger. I, no.
4: I ain't got no more lifestyles, but I got some ginger in the cupboard, and uh, we could make that work.
5: Please don't. Please do not do this.
4: Here's so I started asking myself where did ginger ale come from because it became so important to the way that we understand health in this country, or certainly like the idea of feeling better in this country. Where did it come from? And basically, it says that ginger ale came out of basically pharmacists and scientists See? wanting. See? Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's pharmacists and people wanting to take advantage of this relationship of health and ginger. And all the good things that ginger raw does, and basically decided to take the alcohol out of ginger beer. So ginger ale was them creating a non-alcoholic version of ginger beer. And so this dude, Thomas Cantrell, an American apothecary living in Ireland.
5: relative of Blue Cantrell.
4: Yes. uh, (laughs) I believe the great-great-grandfather of Blue Cantrell, uh, Thomas Cantrell, living in Ireland, carbonated his drink with soda water and instead of yeast began exporting this ginger-based beverage to the U.S. around 1850, right? -hmm. And then... A Detroit pharmacist named James Verner, uh oh, created uh-oh. a blend Sounds of black. ginger, vanilla, he's not, and spices. Damn. <laughs> he's he's the inventor of Verner's, but I assure you this man ain't black and so ginger vanilla and spices and he left that in an oak barrel and then he got called off to fight in the Civil War not really sure which side he fought on he's from Detroit so I'm hoping the north but who knows he might have been one of them uh, self-hating motherfuckers and then you
5: acting like niggas had a choice. <laughs> niggas didn't want to go to either of them wars. They was like, come on, we're going to war. Why? Damn. It was,
4: come on, <laughs> man. You do to
5: imagine being a nigga on the Confederate side. you like, I ain't, listen, I ain't got a dog in this fight. In fact, I need us to lose. Like... <laughs> like if i was a black confederate soldier they'd be like where
4: did they go oh we just went down to the water hole oh, the battle over see what Damn. i would have done if they made me fight on the confederate side i'd have ran out there real fast and then pretend i'd be like oh no they shot me and fell down and just laid there for the whole <laughs> of the fight you gotta you just gotta quit as quickly as you can
5: Right. I think about that a lot, Olden time wars, especially the ones with swords. I'm like, y'all must have been tired. Did y'all take breaks? Because I'm like, if you guys right. stab everybody individually, that's a lot of work. Yeah, no timeouts. But...
4: No timeouts <laughs> right. in war. So good
5: old Vernon went to the war. uh, Yeah,
4: James Verner he goes to war, and when he returned from the Civil War, he survived. He was delighted to find that that oak barrel that he had filled had a new flavor of a concoction that he then sold all over the Midwest, which later becomes Verner's ginger ale.
5: Mm. You know, he got a shoe, Verner. That's the Verner shoe.
4: Oh, it's based on the ginger ale can. Based on the ginger
5: ale and can. And it's
4: New Balance, so you Which, know it's white supremacist shit. Yeah, I you love know that, that means he <laughs>
5: fought for the Confederates. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, alright so then there's another example in 1904 yet another pharmacist a Canadian man named John J. McLaughlin created a paler drier ginger ale Canadian dry one that appealed to those who were put off by the sweetness and pungency of Verner's. thus Canada Dry was born so all of these ginger ales were sort of produced around the same time somewhere between 1850 to 1904 now Here's where I started asking more important questions. When did black people start fucking with ginger ale? Because mm-hmm. what what's happening there? Like what when did our relationship with it sort of kick in? And it says that part of the thing that brought black people into ginger ale is in the late 1800s, ginger in Jamaica, basically, ginger extract was advertised as a remedy for cholera, fever, headache nervous, disability, all kinds of stuff, and then that became popular, ginger ale became popular because of the promise of ginger ale ginger being cooked into the drink.
5: Now was this because you know there's that popular Jamaican ginger beer.
4: Mm-hmm. Was
5: this like a part of that movement or because like the ginger beer in Jamaica is strong, like it yeah, it makes you it's spicy. Squeeze a little bit, it's spicy. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think what it was was like a marketing thing that mm. hit Jamaica real hard, where everybody was like, if you're feeling sick, fuck with ginger. And then subsequently ginger beer and ginger ale took off in the black community because it's like, oh, we all have that and it's easy access. And like you said, it already exists here in a way that, you know, later will become more popularized in America.
5: And not like healthcare, and not like white folks that's uh, right. experimenting <laughs> on us because that still leaves black folks less likely to go to the doctor because of the stigma of doctors. And I mean, doctors are still really bad to black people, especially black women. We're two thirds of the I believe that's a statistic of like, uh, what is it called? Uh, mortality when it comes to having children.
4: Right that
5: like we're like significantly outnumbering uh, white women who die in childbirth because they don't believe we're in pain and stuff so you know people like black folks have a really weird sordid history with medical professionals because there's so much racism in there it's crazy because you never think you're going to the doctor and they're going to be doing racism to you Yeah, Um, (laughs) like (laughs) like, you're thinking about being sick you're like oh this is a healer but you forget like oh right I'm black here so they also are going to try to do some racism
4: it's like hey man I came here for an appendix not uh, whatever (laughs) you got going on (laughs) emotionally and personally with my skin color.
5: I had to start telling them, like, when I get a new doctor, that's the first conversation I have with them. I'm like, you know, in the past, people, doctors have been very racist to me when I've asked for things. So, you know, if you deny me treatment, just be prepared to write it down. I have a social media presence. I do like to tweet. Uh, Like, I'm just trying to lay down, like, please don't, please don't do racism to me. Like, do it, I guess, to the other niggas. But you might want to leave me alone.
4: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Lacey says, do it to them other niggas, just not to me. Racism. I love that. I love that. You're not working to abolish racism. You're not trying to take it out of the healthcare system. Just do it to them other niggas. Keep me out of it. Lacey Mosley has spoken.
5: I'm on Kanye's anti racism plan, which is just very specific to his own
4: Mm, needs. It is completely about self and also effective. (laughs) They won't do it to him, and it's working. All right, here's what becomes even more fascinating is that ginger ale, after like all these dudes invent a bunch of their own ginger ales, ginger ale becomes the most popular soda from the close of the 19th century up until World War II. That's
5: what black people do.
4: Yeah. Like it becomes like popping. It's everybody's drinking ginger ale. You don't go anywhere without somebody asking for a delicious ginger ale. And the only reason it stops gaining in popularity around World War II is because resources start to thin because of the war. Right. So people can't necessarily afford the ginger drinks that they wanted before. Now. Here's where it becomes complicated, because up until that point, the companies were creating a drink that more than likely had a lot more ginger in it. And then post World War II, in a more modern America, they start pulling that bullshit where they start taking ginger out of the drink and just making a soda that people want to drink for sugary purposes.
5: And we're the only country that is like that for real, for real. Like everyone has their artificial products, but America's like, can we make everything
1: fake?
5: making fake apples can we get fake celery like Like, (laughs) it's so weird i remember i lived in london for a little while and i was like why are the eggs not in the refrigerator they just out when they brown and i was like oh this is like oh y'all ain't tamper with this yeah okay so y'all ain't get a y'all ain't even get a chicken b12 y'all give it nothing right
4: (laughs) it turns out that uh chickens don't lay their eggs in refrigerators so they can in fact stay outside for longer than we think they can we just They not laying
5: them in refrigerator? No,
4: they are not. They're uh they just put them in the coop and the then
5: chicken coochie don't get cold. No.
4: And then <laughs> after the egg come out, that's how, that's how they know I they're thought. pregnant. They got a real cold. My coochie cold as hell. Huh? I must be with child.
5: With egg. Oh, <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> And so here's where it gets even more fascinating is that even the ginger ale companies that are popular today your Verners, your your Canada Dry, your Schweppes, mm-hmm. uh as you are so fond of, don't ever have to actually explain what's inside of their drinks or how much ginger wow. is contained in those drinks because they don't want to quote unquote give away their formula. What? Yeah. Now-
5: be like our formula is no ginger (laughs) no ginger whatsoever (laughs) i don't think ginger should be a secret ingredient in ginger ale
4: and that's the thing they say there is ginger in it but they don't want to say how much because they don't want somebody to come in and steal their ideas it's a big scam
5: that's a huge scam that's like selling water and being like look we're not gonna tell you how much actual water is in it okay (laughs) exactly
4: this is some parts water. I ain't going to tell you how many parts, but it's got some water up in it. Here's where it gets even more devastating is that these brands also do not claim that their drinks have any medicinal powers because that would require them to meet certain regulations of ginger and gingerol qualities, right? Mm-hmm. They instead rely on people to do basically word of mouth advertising for them about the medicinal purposes of their drinks.
5: And we do a good job of that. Uh, Black folks are walking ginger ale advertising. And I think
4: that's the big takeaway is whether or not these drinks are actually working is uh, not particularly clear. But what is clear is that people all over the world are happy to do the advertising for these companies, even when they can't actually prove that this shit is true.
5: And I love it. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll advertise whatever.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Snickers, ginger ale, white (laughs) supremacist crackers, anything you need. I will put my name on it. Just don't use your racism on me. That's the Lacey Mosley way. I love it.
5: Wow, way to quote me. No, but for real, like I remember when George Foreman started just making grills, mm-hmm. and it was like, what does this nigga know about grilling? I mean, right. does he own leather sandals? I don't know. But <laughs> we was buying that grill, so I want my name to be on just random shit: That's candles, fair. contact lenses, just stuff where they're like, what? How she have any
4: expertise And celibate? how did she get her name on contact lenses? This is not good for people to be able to see stuff.
5: It's just in the corner. It
4: ain't sure. even on the ring. You gonna be yeah. It's just those little floaty things. It just says yeah, Lacey I, Mosley. It's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little eye floaty. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the George Foreman Grill because it, in fact I listened to uh, interview with Hulk Hogan once known racist Hulk Hogan uh, <laughs>
5: yes from Clearwater Florida
4: <laughs> you get it uh, Hulk Hogan did an interview where he talked about the fact that the George Foreman grill was in fact supposed to be the Hulk Hogan grill They a company came to him and basically said we've got grills we've got like blenders we've got like all these things what you trying to fuck with Hulk and he didn't answer the phone and then when he finally called them back they had already given the grills to george foreman and hulk hogan instead had to get like some bullshit spatula and it didn't sell well but george foreman is now a billionaire because of a grill he just put his name on
5: and, bruh, it was, Black folks especially, like, I feel like we did the advertisement for the George Foreman girl. That's right. Every Black, we had two. My dad went out and got the little one <laughs> and the big one. Lean green grilling machine. And Black yeah. folks were like, you got that new George Foreman? You got that new George Foreman? Come on over, no, we're going to have burgers with that new George Foreman. Like, we did so much work for that. Yeah. Uh, for nothing.
4: For um, absolutely so- free, and we helped that brain-damaged man go on to become a, a very successful businessman, despite...
5: Shout out to him. And, yeah, Hulk Hogan, boy, or whatever the fuck. See, that's what you get for being racist. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody buying your spatula. Yeah, fuck
4: you Hulk Hulk Hogan. We love you George (laughs) Foreman and if there's anything else you want to put your name on, the black community will sell it for you.
5: We will. Like, you don't even have to do the advertisement. Table, uh, ceiling fans, like, just let us know. We we
0: got you.
4: coming this fall, George Foreman waist trainers, we are going to help (laughs) these become the most popular waist trainers on all of the internet i'm so excited to see them
5: yes uh, all you need is a couple of those fashion nova girls saying <laughs> that my running joke on twitter or instagram too is that i want to just get enough followers to where i can be a tea influencer uh,
4: okay
5: uh, right yes. now i've just been striking out lipton on boxes and putting fit tea <laughs> but <laughs> I want to sell diarrhea and tea and be like, yeah, sure. I don't work out at all. It's literally just the tea. <laughs> I don't work out five days a week. It's the tea.
4: Sure, I shit for hours and hours a day. <laughs> but the tea, I don't have to do anything.
5: Have you ever felt like your intestines were just like a <laughs> wide open freeway?
4: Are your intestines not thriving, but somehow your booty and titties are? You got to drink this tea. That's the key i love it all right we're gonna take one more break and we'll be back with more Lacey mosley and more my mama told me
0: hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy-winning comedy series
4: Are back you, you got what i need yeah we're back here with more lacy mosley more my mama told me we're still talking about them flat tummy teas and the difference between <laughs> between a regular flat tummy tea and a lipton flat tummy tea which is just what lacy uses but uh when she crosses out the lipton title so that she can sell it diarrhea to the girls on the internet
5: Yes, like the girls' need diarrhea.
4: <laughs> Have you ever fallen for it? Have has there ever been one of those things where like you you got trapped in in whatever they were offering you?
5: No almost with I did own a waist trainer I will say that I used yeah. to wear a waist trainer to when I waited tables I would wear a waist trainer the whole shift yeah. it actually would help with my back but yeah I would be like sucked the fuck in uh, you know just organs just in there Yeah, just organs <laughs> mushing
4: together in a way that they're not supposed to
5: sexy <laughs> um, you know but no I, I remember I actually went to the store and I found fit tea in a Walgreens once and wow. I love to like Instagram stories so I was like y'all should I buy this and everyone was like no no, it's just gonna make you shit for days and i was like yeah. that's not fun <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> you're not telling me what them abs gonna look like though dog
5: yeah are the abs gonna be cute because when i had the flu like i was snatched i was like damn like i should just really get the flu more yeah. maybe that's why flu season is popping everybody's like no we we just like to get it that's why they sending um, in
4: people to work they're like i'm trying to get the flu too i'm trying to look right. good
5: But also, like, I don't like to talk too much about, like, the weight loss stuff because all of it is a scam and all of it's super fat phobic. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, whatever body you like and what you want your body to look like, go the fuck off. Now, if you would like to shit also while doing that, buy my fit tea.
4: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And I think and I think if they were being more responsible, they would say exactly that. Like, look, your body your choice you should feel comfortable the way that you are there's no reason for you to doubt even for a second that the way that you're built there's something wrong with it that you need to fix it but if you're trying to spend that money and shit yourself I got you (laughs)
5: got you if you would like to make this poor choice of uh like straight up vacuuming out your intestines let me know we got it for you sis. yeah
4: that's the failure of capitalism is that it it just doesn't tell you all the parts it's not that we don't have the right to sell these things I think you should have the right to sell those things you should just be a little more transparent about what the repercussions and or experiences that are going to come right. out of it
5: and that's what's so bad about television is, like, we've cultivated this atmosphere where, like, I used to think that blonde hair was, like, a very common type of hair on yeah. white women. But it's actually extremely uncommon. It's just that, oh you see a lot of blonde white women on television, so you think that there are more than what there are. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, skinny-ass women on TV. It's, like, most of our country is considered overweight mm-hmm. in some way. It's, like, what can't we just start throwing them up on TV and acting like it's normal because... That's what's happening. Yeah. Whenever I see people fat shaming on the internet, I always click on their profiles. And I'm like, what?
4: <laughs> Come on, dog. You yucky. What you doing?
5: <laughs> Not even yucky. I'm like, you be I'm on Lizzo's comments all the time to prepare myself for people being mean to me.
4: Oh, I was about to say Lizzo, the way people talk to Lizzo, I, I got sad in a way that I can't even go back and check on her. It's just like, ah, that's... I
5: try to go and put some positivity in. I put my likes or whatever, but I always think about that because I'm like, the more I work, the more people find me on the internet, I'm like, they like me now, but they're going to start being mean to me soon. So I read other people's comments to gear up for the meanness. Well,
4: that's what's crazy. is like, she was we you Thriving. She was doing great for like a two year period where every everything she did, we celebrated it. We told her how beautiful she was. She was groundbreaking. Look at you twerking. It it jiggles more than the twerks we're used to, but we love it. Like everything was positive. And then as soon as she did something that exceeded people's expectations for her, they immediately like turned her into like some sort of monster when it's none of that. It's just a nice lady being silly on the Internet and making, you know, good music
5: that's what they do when you rise to fame remember Tiffany Haddish like I love her I think she's so nice um, I've only interacted with her a few times but she was so sweet and like when she was rising up they were like Tiffany Tiffany yes yeah. and then as soon as she got real pop and everybody was like we hate you now and I'm like this keeps happening especially with black women y'all better lift these queens up yeah
4: playing with me. or just you know let right. them let them live you ain't I don't know like I I'm in a space where it's like if at any point this is distasteful to you to the point that you want to say just let it live it ain't bugging nobody t- t- well,
5: Tiffany... get in your group chat like yeah.
0: a normal person
5: i have snarky comments about celebrities sometimes and you know what i do i send it to my group chat yeah i would, like tag the person and be like I think
4: you have a lazy eye. Right. Like, What? <laughs> like, why? No, why I tell the, I tell the six people I care about most that they have a lazy <laughs> eye, and then we talk about it for hours. And I pray that that group <laughs> chat never becomes public because it'll ruin my career and everyone else is around me. But yep. for now, they're the only people that know.
5: That's why you gotta start sending voice messages. The ones where you can't keep it. <laughs> oh, come on now. You gotta get with the time. Uh, also scam tips. You can delete Instagram messages that you send to people.
4: Oh. So I love you can that. send
5: a message and then steal it back. Oh after shit. You read
4: it. Like a little invisible ink. <laughs> I love that. That's mm-hmm. great. Okay, let's play a game. I wanna play a game with you, and this is a very fun game that I like to call Homemade Hotel. Home Okay, this is homemade hotep. my third
5: eye opening. Yeah,
4: Open that bad boy up. And the way that this game works is I'm going to introduce to you a fact, a standard true fact out in the world. And what I would like for you to do is to hotep the shit out of it. Bring in all the conspiratorial crazy that you (laughs) think you need to make this fact feel less like a fact and more like something that is destructive to the black community or the people around it. Okay? Okay. Got it. Great. So your fact today, the U.S. government starting in 2018 stopped keeping every tweet, but instead just now basically saves a very selective amount or certain selective group of tweets. But between 2006 and 2017, the U.S. government saved every single public tweet, every single one. It's like kept in a database somewhere from 2006 to 2017. Why do you think that is? Hotep that shit for me. Make it as homemade hotep as you wish.
5: Wow. So, wow. First of all, first and foremost, giving all honor to God, Pastor. (laughs) Kings and queens.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: In 2006, I want to talk to you about a man. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about a man whose name is Barack Hussein Obama. Uh-oh. And in twenty in 2006, <laughs> this is when he really started getting percolated. Uh-huh. This is when he started percolating. Everybody was like, okay, he was an alderman. Now he a senator. And look at this black man rise like a shooting star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People started whispering. They were like, Negro president. You know? And Twitter, Twitter knew this. And they saw, they saw this thing coming, right? 2006, right, right, right? Why do you think that Okay, so we're talking 2006, we're <laughs> talking presidential run 2007, right? Okay, so we're talking Obama 08, right? Obama's president, right? Everything's black as fun. You know, they they, they worried about a nigga revolt nigga, mm. You know, the niggas gonna get excited? Is their black leader gonna come and, you know, it's gonna be Toussaint Leventure all over again? It's gonna be the Haitian revolution, you know? They thought, like, maybe niggas gonna get too spicy. So mm. let's just keep all of their tweets, right? And that's why in 2017, which is a year after 2016, which what happened in 2016, <laughs> Trump Right? That's when they stopped saving all the tweets because they was like, We don't even need these shits no more because we don't got a Negro in office anymore. So now we just gonna save like black Twitter. Mm. That's another issue. It's like, but y'all, black Twitter, we started getting a little too organized on Twitter. Now, yeah, it's jokes like nigga Navy and jokes, you know, on anybody in anybody's circumstance. Uh, even when we thought we was gonna have World War Three. Jokes. But but now the government knows about black Twitter, mm. where we are. Mm. Like th- think about think about the last time you saw Wendy's tweet. Why Wendy tweets so black? Why does Wendy's have <laughs> a mixtape <laughs> it's all connected um. why does wendy's have a mixtape because black people like mixtapes and where do they sell them out of the trunk of their car the government mm. is trying to get inside your vehicle
4: Woo, and steer
5: you where they want you to go uh-oh uh-oh
4: there it is yes. there there it is <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's called
0: motherfucking bars nigga. you know nothing
4: about that <laughs> Oh, man, that you, you brought up a lot of powerful shit here. You're saying that there's a real possibility that they started tracking every single tweet as a way of containing this nigga revolution that was building in relation or potentially building in relation to Barack Obama. And then as soon as he was out of office, they no longer needed to collect all of those tweets because they had all the information and documentation that they needed. And for some we- reason, Wendy's is connected to all of that. You did you did all the things. That a hotep is is meant to do.
5: <laughs> Why are the patties square?
4: Uh-huh. Nah, there That's it all is. I'm
5: saying. Because <laughs> they trying to put niggas in a box. <laughs> Think <laughs> about it.
4: The key to being a good hotep is like you said, thank God. And then and then really connected to a bunch of things that are nonsensical while making a few really this good makes points.
5: Perfect <laughs> sense. Why is Wendy's slogan fresh, never frozen? What do black people like to be fresh? Fresh.
4: Wow. Think about that. I,
5: Pontificate on that, kings and queens.
4: I listen, I'm thinking about it, and I know my listeners at home are also thinking about it, probably in different ways than we anticipated, but they're thinking about it. Yeah. It's on her I mean brains. pull out
5: your TI dictionary of vocabulary <laughs> and, and and start putting two and three together.
4: Exactly. Well, Lacey, I think we did it. You nailed it. You <laughs> you nailed being on the podcast. What a great guest. Could you tell all the people where they can find you what cool shit you have going on?
5: Yes. Uh kings and queens. Kings you and queens. You can find me.
4: <laughs> I, don't break characters. Stay in it. Don't let me ruin it. Go ahead.
5: Kings and queens. <laughs> The original Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> Y'all can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D. Diva on all platforms. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to listen to my podcast, which is about robbery and comedy, <laughs> that said Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms.
4: Mm-hmm. Lazy Mosley, so funny. I'll also, feel free to follow me on all the platforms. I'm not going to do it in character. I This is my personality <laughs> all the time. And Also, please, I would love for you to send me drops or potential conspiracy theories that you believe and specifically if you want to send voice memos, there's a possibility that we would unpack them on episodes in the future. So please send all those to uh, mymamapod at gmail.com and otherwise, get the fuck out of here. Bye.